All right, I want to talk to you uh, today about giving, giving. And when we think of giving, we think of what? Sharing. Sharing? Okay. Uh, what, what we think about, though, giving, giving what? A lot of us think about giving money, right? And uh, my, the Bible says money answers all thanks. Um, but I want to speak about giving. And this message is not, please, don't ever mistake me. Uh, if, if I feel like this church needs money, that's when I say, God, you are not able to provide them. God is the husband of this church, and he will put the food on the table. God provides for this church. I never doubt that. Uh, this church is not in despair or anything. What I want to talk about, though, uh, why I want to talk about giving today, because God wants us to be givers. And when you are a giver, God will bless you. Uh, God has dealt, one of the first things God dealt, me, uh, dealt with me on is giving. And in doing so, from the very start in my Christian walk, he's allowed me to uh, gain that trust in him to where I was freed from the worry of finances, freed from the cares of living in this world as far as needing. And I thank God that he's dealt with, with me with this right away when I was a young man. And I, uh, I has still have yet to prove him in many different ways. Uh, I don't know the extent of to how far I'm supposed to prove him as a pastor. Uh, and I'm learning that. I know our only limit is not what's in our wallet or purse, ladies, but our limit is our faith, how much we are willing to trust in the Lord. If you would, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. God has... given me these verses when I was uh, 19, 20 years old, around there, when I first started walking with the Lord truly. And I said, wow, if God is going to provide for me, then what do I need to worry about? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And let's jump down to verse 26. Remember that verse, though, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 26 says, let's read it all together. 26, ready? Behold the fowls of the air. They sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Verse 27 Altogether, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Let's keep going. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, 
how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, O God, for the great things you've done for us. Bless, Lord, I pray. Help us, Lord, to put our heart uh, in the right place. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Where your treasure is, our problem is not our condition, our, our finances, our status in life, our job. Our problem is where we need to focus is our heart. Now, treasures will uh, direct our heart, uh, but we need to make God our treasure. Uh, when God is your treasure, your heart is going to be on God. It's going to be on Christ. Where your treasure is, that's where you're going to find your heart. All right. If your heart is after uh, the things of this life, then that's what your treasure is. Now, your heart is very deceitful. You will believe that you uh, are trying to obtain something good uh, and therefore have the right to leave the Lord a little bit or leave your walk with the Lord a little bit in order to obtain things. Uh, but reality is, uh, it's just deception. The devil, he tries to lure us away a little at a time from the Lord. And when we fixate our eyes on other, anything other than Christ, uh, our lives will be destroyed. Having money does not mean you love money. Um, having money does not mean you uh, want money. God may just bless you with certain things in life. We have many rich men throughout the scriptures. Uh, Job was very rich. Abraham uh, was a very rich man and so forth. Joseph became very rich uh, in the scriptures. Um, Isaac was very rich. And these, these men, uh, David was very rich. Solomon was very rich and so on all the kings. Uh, but these men um, had hearts for the Lord. Now, riches do not uh, tell where your heart is. Uh, you need to find out what your treasure is, what you're seeking in life, and then you'll find out where your heart's at. God does want to bless us. He does want us. Now, blessings, it's hard to say because uh, we, we often think of treasures as money, but uh, true treasures and glory is, is what money cannot buy. Yeah, I know uh, several rich people and they are poor. I'll tell you that. Uh, they are very poor. They're poor in their uh, home. They're poor in their uh, uh, emotional state, very depressed and so forth. And uh, they have riches, but they don't have uh, the joy of the Lord and certainly salvation. Uh, some of them that are not saved and, and so forth. Uh, so you cannot leave 
uh, God for anything else. You must keep the Lord foremost. You must keep the Lord forefront. He must have preeminence in your life. You've got to be careful for the deception of riches. Let's go to uh, 1 Timothy. One of the greatest oppositions that I've faced and seen is people allowing work to take them away from the Lord. Now, there's some people who can't be here on certain services. I mean, we got Ron watching right now. He's watching from work. Amen. Amen. Hey, hey, praise God. Be a light, you know, be a light at your job. Lead people to Christ and so forth. Uh, but I'm, I'm talking about uh, they'll, they'll allow uh, the job to completely take them away uh, from everything, from, from their walk with the Lord, from church completely and so forth. But the more you allow the Lord to work, the more time you give God first, the more he's going to bless you. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. The Bible says, in verse 6, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we bought, brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Having food and raiment, let us there with, uh, with be content, be there with content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men into destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all evil. Of all evil. God has got to be your first love. You cannot love uh, the riches of this world. You've got to uh, allow the Lord to direct your heart. It doesn't mean being broke uh, is the cure for that. I've known poor people that love money. They don't have any. God's probably cursed them, you know. But they love it. They love money. That as soon as they get a dollar, they're uh, vicious towards everybody, or you know, their heart is off. They have a love for money. Loving money doesn't mean you have money or don't have money. It's it's that's a heart issue. This is talking about a spiritual issue uh, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, the sin of covetousness, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Verse 11 says, But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, for unto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before Many witnesses. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. They pierced themselves through with many sorrows and hurtful lusts. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1, why, doesn't, why don't uh, everybody read that, verse 1? Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Let's read verse 2. 
Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Here the Lord gives the uh, instruction to the church. Uh, and we follow this. This is why we don't, we, we don't take offerings on Wednesdays. We take offerings on Sunday morning. Uh, why? On the first day of the week. That's Sunday. First day of the week. Uh, let every one of you lay up in store. Uh, that's why we take offerings on Sunday. And God has blessed our church. When you do it God's way, God will bless you. When you follow the Lord, God will bless you. Now, the reason why it's hard for God to bless people is because we make it hard for him to bless us. And oftentimes his blessings will be the very things that destroy us if God were to just open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing uh, at any time. Those blessings often will drive us far from him. The Bible says, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him. God wants to prosper you. Number one, God prospers us with life. We have life. Uh, we have problems giving God our time because we're too busy for God. But God is the one who gave us life. God is worthy of our time. God is worthy of our time. There's three things that God wants us to give him. We call them the three T's. Our time, our talent, and our treasure. Our time. God is worthy of our time. God can bless your time. He, he can bless your days. I've had, I'll never forget it. I was running late for work. I was a lot younger and uh, hot-headed, more foolish than I am now. I was running late for work, and uh, I had a, a pickup truck. Uh, it was a stick. You know, I had to shift it. And... I fly out of my house and I'm mad and angry and uh, revving it. I didn't even read my Bible that day. And I said, you know what? I don't have time. I was just angry. And flooring it to get to the job. So here you have this guy flying around, don't have time for God, trying to rush to get on time to go where? To go where? To a job? Those jobs don't care about you. I want to give my life to, to them, and I'm destroying myself, and I have no time for the true one that loves me. For who? For a customer? for a job, they will throw you out. The second you become unprofitable to them, they will throw you out. But God will never throw you out. He'll never throw you out. I had to learn this. So I'm flying. I get on 95, and I, I uh, shifted to go up the hill, and I floor it. And that, I love this truck. My truck backfires, and it never ran the same again after that. And I said, oh, man. And I get over the hill, and it was bumper to bumper as far as the eye could see. I said, wow, I hurt my truck, and now I'm going to be late. Didn't give God time. I'm in a big world of trouble here. 
I could have done some things right. I could have, you know what? Let me give God time. Let me give God time first. Nothing else matters. Lord, you are the one that matters. Let me give God my best. Give God your best. He's worthy of it. As God hath prospered him. You know, God does prosper us. A lot of times, though, we don't see it. We think uh, some, something more and more and more extra outside of, of, of our realm that comes into our life is prosperity. No, we're all prosperous here. You got hands. There's people who don't have hands. You don't, no, nobody in here is in, in a wheelchair. Uh, nobody in here is blind. We have eyes. You know, we are prosperous. God has prospered us already. And use your time for him. Uh, your talents. Use your talents for God. Like the Lord, uh, Brian. Brian. Me and Brian were under the school bus the other day at night. He came over after work. Uh, and, hey, many others in here using your talents for God. Me and Justin were under there for a couple days. <laughs> Amen. And so forth. Everybody, Miss Janet was here early singing. Uh, Shalisha's always here singing. So. Amen. But everybody, everybody in here, everybody in the church, it's Denise and the Moscow's, Bethany, everybody. Hey, praise God. Use your talents. Use your talents uh, for the Lord as God has prospered you. Use them. Use them for his honor and glory. And the third one, we always say, your time, your talents, your treasure. Now, treasures is where uh, I want to give a, an illustration here. Treasure is what affects most of us. When we don't see that we can make the bills, we start feared. When we don't see we're, that we're able to pay, that's when we start fearing. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God usually starts this out with each of us on the beginning stage as Christians. Because if you get this in the beginning, it's going to help you the rest of your Christian walk. First of all, number one, God has established tithing. I want to take your attention to Matthew or Malachi, I'm sorry, in the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 3. God's established the uh, concept of tithing. Tithing and giving of offerings. To bring in store as God hath prospered him. Now, this is not a requirement. This is something between you and the Lord. I had I'd heard one person say, well, isn't this in the law? It's in the Old Testament. No, the law is in uh, Leviticus. Amen. This is a principle that God's established with us in Malachi. In Malachi chapter 3, it says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. How God provides. Now, God doesn't need our money. God has, how much money do you think God has? He's got unlimited money. Amen. This is for our sake, that there may be meat in my house. Does God eat? There, listen, they got a bakery going on downstairs right now. Is God going to eat that? No. Who's going to eat the cakes and stuff after church? I, my hand is up. Right? It's for us. It's for us. Is God enjoying the air conditioner? 
How many is enjoying the air conditioning right now? It's for us, you know? It's for us. Uh, that there may be meat in my house. For who? For us. It's all for us. And us giving is for us. This is why. Bring ye all the tithes. Here we go. That there may be meat in my house. Now get this. Verse 10. What's the next word? And, and what? What's it say? Proof. What's that mean? Test. God says, test me. Test me. Prove me. Prove me now herewith. God says to test him. Are you allowed to test God? Yeah, he says, test me. I'm going to show you how big I am. I'm going to show you how great I am. Test me. What's a tithe? A tithe is, it's simple, 10%. Now, you don't, if you, if you don't want to give to God, don't, don't give anything. This is a heart issue. I don't look at the offerings. I'll never, I don't know who gives and who doesn't. I don't know who tithes and who doesn't. I purposely do that. And truthfully, the only reason I do care is because I know if you don't tithe, I know what you're missing out on. Now, offerings, we're fine with offerings. God has provided for this church. We do not lack in this church. There are people who give above and beyond. The bills are paid. I mean, we're fine. What we need, though, is we, or what I would like to see is and make sure that everybody in here knows what I know, how good God is and how much he wants to bless that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. God, you're saying if I give you 10% of what I make, you're going to open up the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing that there may not be room enough to receive it? Yeah. And he says to prove him. And I'm going to tell you, prove him. If he doesn't, we will shut this church down and make apartments out of it. We will take this Bible and throw it in a bonfire. God is true. God is real. And he says, test me. I'll show you how good I am. This is what he wants He wants to show you how good he is, but he also wants to deliver you from your heart's uh, care for money. What happens is you get the money and you say, you know, God, I can't give you this. I need to pay Pico. I need to pay the gas. I need to pay the water. I need to... And you will continue the rest of your life worrying about surviving instead of being free. God wants to free you from the care of money today. And the only way to do that is allow God to take control of your finances. I want to give you an illustration. Um, Come here, Nathan. Come up. All right, Nathan. I want to give you a dollar. Dollar is not much, right? Now, Nathan, how would you feel 
if I sent you to the store with this dollar to go get something, would you feel, uh, here you go, take that, put it in your pocket. Uh, pocket. Would you go to the store for me and get something? No problem, right? Yeah. All right. I got here. $5,000. Nathan, here, take this, put it in your pocket, and go to the store for me and get me a cheeseburger. Now, how, um, how would you feel, Nathan? Too much. Oh, wait. You got to see his eyes. <laughs> now, I thought money solved all the problems. Money's not going to make you feel safer. You're going to feel like you're going to get robbed. Somebody's going to beat you up. Everybody knows I got this money. Are you saying money just created a weight on you? It did. Why God can't bless us is because we're not freed from finances. We can't handle it. We think money can solve our problems. It doesn't. We think that logically. But if you went outside with $10,000 in your pocket right now, you're going to think everybody's after you. You're going to feel like you're going to get robbed. You, you might lose it. You might, what? I thought money solved the problems. No, it doesn't. Money doesn't solve anything. God is the one who has to look after you. And in order for you to be freed from cares of finances once and for all, you've got to do it God's way. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He said, look at the birds. Do you think the birds worry about life? Or do you think they enjoy life? Are you not more than birds? Do you think the flowers worry about, I wonder if it's going to rain tomorrow. I need water. Or do you think they just enjoy? They open up get the sun and clothes, they enjoy life. God wants us to enjoy our life with him. We can't be worrying about these things. Christian, you ought not to be worrying about these things. I don't care if you put nothing in the offer. I don't care. I don't look at it. Truthfully, I don't know how much the offerings are because I don't care if God's not going to provide uh, then we'll shut down. But God does provide. I know he does. And he will for you too. If you want to live and never have to worry about finances again, do it God's way. And trust in him. And I promise you, prove him. Give me that back. Here, <laughs> Here Nathan. Let's keep looking. That there shall not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11. And there's another end to that. We're going to close. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. What I've learned is God always gets his anyway. He always does. I was stopped in traffic. God stopped me. God got his time. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. 
I pulled out my Bible in traffic. At that point, I didn't care if I caused a traffic jam. I was reading my Bible. Lord, I'm going to give you my time now. God always gets us. But if we obey first, things are a lot easier. But God says, I will rebuke the devourer, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. The ground is cursed. And you can go to work working in cursed ground, or you can go to work working in blessed ground. That is up to you. He who cursed the ground can also bless it for your sake. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. God's going to preserve what you have. Your milk's going to last a little longer. Remember the widow with the barrel of meal who gave the God first? What happened to that? When she looked in the barrel, it, it, didn't, it wasn't full. It just never ran out. For some reason, she always just had a little bit left. And she went to make more, and it was just always there. God will preserve you. He will stretch out. You're saying, God's not going to give me millions? Listen, we probably can't handle millions. But God will make sure that you will never have need again. That's his promise. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Is that it? No. Verse 12, there's another end. Wow. You say, if I just give to God, I'm going to get all these ends? Yeah. And... All nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. When people look at you, we live that front in Ontario. If you know that area, that's a bad area. I made at that time probably $4 an hour or less. But I'll tell you what, we were blessed. I remember the one time... I had, we had nothing, we had no money. And we had a, a can of worms, not a can, like a little styrofoam container of worms in the refrigerator, the night crawlers. And I said, Jesse, you wanna go fishing? She said, yeah, let's just go fishing. We, our refrigerator was empty, we had no money. And I said, let's just go fishing. So we drove down to the Delaware, Delaware River. Now, do I have any scrappers in the house? Anybody who picks up metal? We got. Frank, anybody else? So we went down to the Delaware River. Somebody had dumped at the Delaware River, not trash, but a big truckload of scrap at the Delaware River. Now, people don't do that. But when we went there, it was just right there. You know, I, we, took, we went fishing. I loaded that scrap up in a truck. We took it to the scrapyard. I think we got like 30 or $40. We bought some food. Amen? Yeah. Hey, God provided. You say, I thought he was going to bless us with more money. Man, get a heart check. What is your treasure? What is your treasure? You're missing out on true treasure here. 
you're missing out that God Almighty has just provided for you the very food you just ate. You're missing out on true treasures in heaven. The time you have with your family. Oh, we broke down. Look, you, you got your kids in the car and your, and your wife in the car. Make it a family event. Look at the true treasures God has already put in front of you and enjoy the life that God's given you. Make sure uh, you put God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm going to close out with this verse, Psalm 37. Psalm 37, verse 25, the Bible says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. God will always provide for you. Our only limit is our faith. How much are you willing to trust God? Prove God. Prove God. Prove the Lord. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken, and running over. So shall men put into your bosom, the Bible says. Oh, wow. God has given to you. You give to God. Give to God. Give to the Lord all that you can. Your time, your talent, your treasure. Don't hold back. God hasn't held back for you. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it is an opportunity to be able to give God. You say, I don't have, I don't have uh, riches in this world. Well, you got talent. You got time. You can give God something that is important to you and give God that. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I pray, Lord, that everybody here will be able to experience what you have showed me, the beauty of being free from the cares of this life. Lord, we never have to worry about finances, about anything else in this life, as long as we seek you first. Lord, as the lilies in the field, as the birds in the air, Lord, so shall we be, and even more, for we are your children. Lord, and as you clothe them, are we not better than they? I pray, O oh Lord, that you would look down on us, meet our needs, bless us, strengthen us, and help us, O oh God. And Lord, may our hearts be set after the Lord Jesus Christ and for the furtherance of the gospel, I pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Maybe God has spoken to your heart tonight. As the piano plays, would you ask the Lord to help you and bless you in your life, in your finances, in your time, in your talents? Maybe somebody in here would like to dedicate uh, their life to the Lord. Let's all stand. If God spoke to your heart, you come down and pray. Ask the Lord to, to bless you in all your areas of your life. We have people praying. Have you committed to the Lord? your life? Are you one who's always worried about the cares of this life? Where your uh, 
how your next bill is going to get paid. Don't worry about these things. If God cannot provide for you, then nobody can. Trust the Lord. He will always be there for you. Seek him first. As God has prospered him, trusting in his word only trust him only trust him only trust him only trust him now he will save you he will save you he will save you he will save you now amen Let's close in prayer. I know we have uh, some, a fellowship downstairs with some desserts and a dessert fellowship. So please go downstairs and enjoy it. Amen. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, thank you, O oh God, for always meeting our needs. Lord, and I remember there was times where I did not give to you, but you still blessed me. Lord, you are just too good. You've always been merciful and too good to us, O oh Lord. And it's through your goodness that leads us to repentance. And Lord, uh, to know that there's somebody like you that truly cares for us. Thank you, oh God, for always being there for us and for all your promises. But Lord, may everybody here experience uh, the truths of Scripture and that we don't have to be burdened any longer. We get to be free and live free, just like the little sparrows out that fly around, Lord. And aren't we not better than they? We, we are the king's children. I pray we'll live like it. I pray we live like our father is the king of kings and lord of lords. Nobody greater. Thank you, O oh God, for being there always for us. I pray you bless the uh, fellowship downstairs. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 We'll see you downstairs.